At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into Rush Hour, presented by Bed Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bed Rivers Sportsbook, outside of Chicago in Des Plaines, Illinois, at the Rivers Casino, and right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. We got plenty of betting action coming your way. Amal Shaw will be hopping on in 10 minutes. He's a co-host of the Nuts right here on Beeson. We'll talk some playoff hockey and some regular season baseball with the Mall, and even kind of take a gander into some futures in the NHL with the Conn Smythe Trophy and see if there's any viable options still available and just other futures as we are in the beginning stages of the NHL postseason. Plus, speaking of postseason, play-in game action tonight, baby. We got the Pacers and the Wizards, plus the Grizzlies and the Warriors to look forward to tomorrow. Beeson Senior NBA Analyst Jonathan Von Tobel joining us toward the end of the show in about 45 minutes. And if we have time, we'll take a look at some of those NBA series prices with JVT. And in between that, I wanted to take a look. I know we've been kind of teasing it all week, but the number of games played in a series, as opposed to the exact series prices, let's see if there's any kind of discrepancies with these prices, if there's some value with the number of games played in the series. I got one official playing there and a couple stronger leans, so very excited to get into that segment. And before that, we'll talk a little bit of NFL. We haven't talked about the gridiron in quite some time, and we do have some of these team and player awards available at Bet Rivers. So let's take a look at some of these head coach of the year awards. I think there's some interesting ones with some decent value down the slate. So I will touch on a little bit of NFL here on Rush Hour. But again, the big news and the big game to look forward to tonight is the playing game. 
with the Wizards and the Pacers. So let's get you teed up with that. We have been seeing some late movement in favor of the home team being Washington as of late. Now they open up as about a three and a half point favorite. Total opened at 241. Currently, we see the Wizards now as a four-point favorite at Bet Rivers, also minus 167 on the money line for Washington. The Pacers catching plus 138. This total, again, it opened at 241. Now it's dipped down to 239. It is shaded to the over still, minus 112. The under is minus 109. But, I mean, take a look at the three times these teams have played. I mean, most recently, May 8th. At Indiana, the Wizards won 133-132 to 132 in overtime. Then May uh, 3rd versus Indiana, the Wizards won 154-141. to 141. And then in March, on the 29th versus Indiana, the Wizards, 132-124. to 124. So you could say that defense isn't too common when these opponents meet. But look, the Wizards have had their numbers so far this whole season. I think Brogdon's only played in one matchup against Washington throughout those three games. And I know he was questionable on the injury report tonight. Realistically, he's going to be playing, you would assume. And again, though, we have seen some late movement a little bit toward Washington. And we're rooting for the Wizards here on the show because, again, we have the Pacers plus 260 to miss the postseason. I'm not really doing anything in terms of hedging, nothing that I would I would do in, in that kind of capacity. I, you know, it was good value play, and I still think the Wizards are the team that's going to win this matchup. So I'm just going to be sweating that out, maybe do something within game. But again, we'll be rooting for the Wizards, and we'll get more into that game with JBT when he hops on, see if he has any plays uh, when it comes to the spread or the total. But I, I did want to get into a couple of player props that could be advantageous for you if you didn't have any interest with the spread or the total in this game. Well, let's start with a guy who got us a dub the other night, Rui Hachimura. 13.5 is where we're seeing his points prop this evening. It is shaded to the over, minus 127. The under is even money for Hachimura, and, you know, I wanted to throw him out there because he's gone over this mark the last five out of eight games, plus against Indiana, it's been a really favorable matchup. Now, the most recent outing against the Pacers, he just missed the over by getting 13 points, but the game prior, being May 3rd, he dropped 27, and then the first matchup at the end of March, he dropped 26 points. So he's averaging 22 points per game against Indiana, and look, on, on the season average, he's attempting about just over five field goals per game, or making, excuse me, just over five field goals per game on 11 attempts. But those first two games against the Pacers, I mean, 12 to 24 from the floor, 12 and 19 from the floor, he's getting a lot more shot opportunities against this Indiana team. And that's really what the Wizards need to do, not only just in general, but if they want to win this game, because they play a lot better when they're getting guys more involved, like a Hachimura. You saw him only drop eight points against the Celtics the other night, and the offense really didn't come as consistent as we've been accustomed to seeing with this Wizards team. Yeah, you know Bradley Beal's going to get the job done. Westbrook is capable of doing it. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. If he's not doing that, he's a facilitator. But still, you need Hachimura to contribute his end as well to be successful. Once again, the show is Rush Hour right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, presented by Bet Rivers. We're doing it live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm Danny Burke, your host, and you can follow me on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 and you can follow VEASAN on the tweets at VEASAN Live. Amal Shaw, co-host of the Nuts, he'll be joining us in five minutes. We're talking some Stanley Cup playoffs and some Major League Baseball action tonight. And VEASAN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel joining us in 40 minutes or so talking about that playing game that we were just getting into and much more throughout the association. But kind of just bringing it back to what we were just discussing, Hachimura and his points prop is at 13 and a half this evening. I would look toward the over. I didn't play it, 
But again, 26 points the first go around against the Pacers, 27 in the next game. The most recent he had 13, so just missed it, but it's a favorable matchup for him. I mean, 48% of his shots are coming from mid-range where he's making 43% of them. And look, the Pacers, they're a really solid team defensively. They really are. Where they struggle a little bit, they're allowing opponents to get about 40% of their shots up at the rim, which ranks which ranks dead last, excuse me. But they limit them to making about 61.5% of them, which is second best. But that's just because there's a lot of opportunities at the rim. So, you know, naturally they're not going to make all of them. Uh, they allow opponents to shoot just 41% from mid-range, which is sixth best in the NBA. So, again, it's nothing that gave me enough conviction to want to play it. But like I was saying, if the Wizards want to get this dub, and obviously they do, I'm saying if they want to play the best that they can, what's been the case when they do is when Hachimori gets involved. So I would look over 13.5 with Hachimori. I didn't want to lay the minus 127, but I think that's a good look for the young stud in this matchup. Now kind of looking to the other side, a guy who's fared well in this season series is Sabonis. And naturally that's an easy guy to look forward to uh, with the over, his number at 25.5. Now, he's only averaging 20 points per game this season, but he's gone over it in all three matchups against the Wizards. On May 8th, dropped 30 points. May 3rd, 32 points. And then March 29th, he dropped 35 points against the Wizards. So he's averaging over 32 points per game against Washington. Highest average among all the teams he's played multiple times this year. Now, 52% of his shots come at the rim. 31% come from mid-range. And it's important to note those out because the Wizards are the worst at defending at the mid-range, okay? They do really well from the rim. They allow opponents to shoot just 26% of their shots at the rim, which is actually number one in the association. But they are allowing opponents to make 66% of those at the rim, which is 27th worst. Now, again, 40% of the shots coming up against the Wizards are from mid-range, which is 30th. And they allow them to make 46% of those, which is also dead last in the NBA. If Sabonis utilizes mid-range, he will thrive in this matchup, and he's going to have to to produce some points against this Wizards team that we know is oh so capable of having points come into plenty. So 25.5 may be a little steep with Sabonis. Again, nothing that I played officially, but if you're looking for some props, Sabonis over 25.5 could be a solid play. And also, again, Hachimura over 13.5. You know, I probably feel a little bit more comfortable with Hachimura because he's been a guy we've bet and won on before and been following along more consistently. Didn't want to lay the minus 127, so didn't have the actual play. But again, don't be too shy with Sabonis. It is a high number, but it's there for a reason. He's been scoring in the 30s in each game against this Washington team, which is so vulnerable on the defensive side, especially from mid-range, where we know Sabonis does very well. All right, we'll get more into the NBA later on throughout the show. We'll take a look at some series prices, the number of games played, and the playing game tonight and tomorrow when we have JVT on the program to end things up. But let's get into some postseason action on the ice tonight. For that, we bring in co-host of the Nuts, Monday through Friday, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern time, right here on VEASAN, Amal Shaw. And you can follow him on Twitter, at Amal Shaw 1. So, Amal, I know we're at the beginning stages of the Stanley Cup playoffs, but uh, how has your hockey betting been going thus far in the postseason? And anything that's really stuck out to you thus far? No, it's, it's, I mean, it's gone fairly well. I feel like most of these games have gone as and Penguins, Danny, the first one hitting seven goals was a bit of a surprise. Uh, I actually didn't end up playing it last night, but I like the St. Louis game over against Colorado. I think this uh, Colorado team is so talented offensively, but I think for the most part it has gone as expected. No surprise that Minnesota is really challenging the Vegas Golden Knights. They're a uh, very talented team, and I think they've got a chance to pull off the series upset. 
Yeah, and speaking of that game, look, I mean, this one's at a pick'em right now. Minus 108 each way at Bet Rivers. This total at five and a half. And look, VGK in game two, that was the side I was going toward, and I believe you had that same bet as well, if I'm not mistaken. But it seems like everybody's leading toward Minnesota in this spot. VGK has struggled on the road against the Wild. And is that the direction you would go then? Would you tend to gravitate toward the Wild in this spot? Yeah, I would. I think it's an important game, a little bit more important right now for Minnesota than it is for Vegas because uh, if Minnesota can win this game, I think it puts a lot of pressure on Vegas in game number three. If you're looking at it from a VGK perspective, the goal is to get a split and then move on. Um, so from that standpoint, I think you're Minnesota, you win this game and then put yourself in a favorable position. Now, if they were to drop this game, all that work in game number one and the outstanding play of Cam Talbot is absolutely for naught. I'm not saying that being down only a game means that much, but it's a mental edge. Vegas regains the home field, uh, ice advantage, um, and now you've got to be able to steal another game in Las Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. And what I think is also interesting is this total. Of course, we see it at five and a half a mall, and you know both of these first two games have stayed under that. But if you think it goes under again, you're laying a steep price at minus 137. Is that something that you would dabble with, or because of how much you'd have to lay, you'd maybe just look away from it? No, I would still take a shot with it. If you really look at it, both these goaltenders have been absolutely outstanding. You know, the last game, obviously, Vegas scored three goals, but prior to that, Cam Talbot, in terms of what he's been able to do, they give up a power play goal in the third period. Other than that, they, they have been tremendous. So, to me, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury giving up two goals, only one goal in 120 minutes of regulation play. Uh, so I, I still take my chances on five and a half because, Danny, one other thing, if this game stays at five or below, I think this is the last time we see the five and a half in this series. I think the next game moves to five, and so you're going to really miss out on any more opportunities. Because then at five, you can't play it under. Yep, I think you're right. And we've seen that happen throughout the course of this regular season. I think because it's the playoffs and it's a little bit more focused in on, it hasn't made that move just yet. And because you've only seen the first couple of games. But I'm with you. I mean, if you have enough confidence in it, be willing to lay the minus 137 because we've seen it happen twice and these goaltenders are playing out of their minds. So I'm with you in that matchup with VGK in Minnesota. Uh, let's look at the earlier game, though. 6.30 p.m. Central Time puck drop. Toronto taking on the Canadiens. Toronto minus 210 on the money line, plus 180 on the other side for Montreal. This total also at 5.5. However, shaded to the over, minus 120. Maple Leafs dominated the season series 7-3. to three. And, you know, personally, Amal, I find it impossible to trust Montreal in any facet. Now I get the rivalry aspect of it, and I don't want to lay this price with Toronto, but I, for me it's a stay away because I just don't want anything to do with the Canadians. How do you view this one? You know, in terms of the individual game tonight, it's a stay away. I think it's too high of a price on Toronto. I do believe they win with Jack Campbell, but I don't want to lay, uh, as you alluded to, the 210. Uh, Carey Price is a good enough goaltender where he can have a performance that stymies Toronto. We saw that happen with Winnipeg and Edmonton in the previous uh, night, last night rather. Uh, so for me, this is going to be a stay away game. I think this is where the in-game opportunities come in. Maybe there's a couple of early goals and you tend to look at an under, or if you don't see enough scoring, but you feel like the game might open up a little bit due to missed opportunities, maybe you take a, take a look at the in-game over. So I think all those things uh, kind of play a factor in it. But in terms of the bet itself, it's going to be a stay away uh, in terms of the total and the side for me. Okay, now let's look a little bit further down the road here. I've been interested to ask some people, including yourself naturally, about these Stanley Cup odds because they keep getting updated as we go on. I mean, right now they're off the board because we have some action going on 
for the postseason. But right before, the odds that we saw at Bet Rivers to win the Stanley Cup, the Avalanche were still the short shot, plus 275. The Hurricanes, 6-1. to one. The Lightning, plus 650. Maple Leafs, plus 650. Bruins, 7-1. VGK, 8-1. to one. list goes on and on. Is there anything that you had already in terms of futures for hockey or anything that you'd maybe look forward to placing a bet on? I did not, but I'll tell you, Carolina at 6-1, to one, I think, is a very dangerous team. Uh, I get the Colorado's the odds-on favorite, but those aren't high enough odds. I mean, this is not a foregone conclusion that the Avalanche are going to win this thing. They still have to get through St. Louis, which I expect them to with the 2-0 two, uh, lead. But then you're looking at potentially facing Minnesota or, of course, Vegas. So this is not a, a simple solution here that, oh, Colorado's going to get through that and then all of a sudden advance to whoever comes out of the North Division. So for me, it, it's going to be a scenario where I – or actually they're reseeding them, actually. But uh, I, I just don't think it's a slam dunk. I, I like Carolina based on their odds. Uh, if you like Vegas, uh, the way they play. But, look, they've got to get Max Pacioretty back. If Pacioretty's in the lineup, they're a different team offensively. Um, Carolina's the team that I really like. I, I think they're really dangerous. And then Tampa Bay, I know they're losing right now against Florida, but the Lightning are a team also you have to keep an eye out for. They have the pedigree. Nikita uh, Kucherov back in the lineup. Stamkos back in the lineup. They're dangerous. Vasilevsky's been outstanding all year long. Yeah, like you said, Panthers up 2-0 early against Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay is probably the secondary team I've been close to pulling the trigger on for the futures. I played VGK at 9-1. Again, now they're 8-1. So, you know, we'll see what happens. You could get better value based on the outcomes of both of these games uh, after tonight. So that'll be fun to see how that kind of alters tomorrow. Now, what about the Conn Smythe Trophy? I, we really haven't talked about this at all in this program, but Nathan McKinnon, as great as he's been, is there some value here, do you think, with him at plus 425 to win the award? Because then you get Marc-Andre Fleury at plus 1150, uh, Rontanen at 12-1, Austin Matthews 13-1, along with Kucherov and Rask. How do you view this, and who's at the top of your list? Well, it's going to go on based on who you think is going to win the Cup. If you like Colorado, then I think you take Nathan McKinnon. Had a hot trick last night. Uh, really two tremendous uh, goals, and then, of course, the empty netter, but... Uh, to me, it comes down to which team you see uh, winning the Cup. And if you like uh, a team like Carolina, you look at the way Nijelkovic has played the first two games so far for the Hurricanes. He has been absolutely tremendous. Uh, that could be something that you pay attention to as the uh, postseason wears on. Uh, you mentioned McKinnon. If you like Vegas, then you got to take a look at Mark andre Fleury. If you like Edmonton, you know, Connor McDavid. But the thing is, Leon Dreisaitl is capable of also putting on a performance that gets him the Conn Smythe. I think it comes down to which team you like, and are they a team based in goaltending, or are they a team more offensively driven? Uh, you know, the island. Take for example the Boston Bruins. Tuukka Rask is a guy that could really make a difference. So it just comes down to what your personal choice is on which team you think is going to win, and you're really at least going to need two teams that are going get, to get to the finals. Because remember, you could have a consummate uh, from the losing side, highly unlikely, but it's a possibility more so than the NBA of them picking the finals MVP from the uh, losing side. Host of the Nuts, Amal Shaw, joining us right here on Rush Hour, talking some playoff hockey. But let's go with the regular season angle in terms of baseball, Amal. A couple of late games tonight uh, that we can look into. And let's start with Atlanta hosting Pittsburgh. The Braves, a $2 favorite in this spot. Pirates catching plus 170. This total at 9. Pretty much a pick em each way. Looks like Smiley's going to be taking on Will Crow here. Uh, look, the Braves getting some nice momentum off of what Acuna did last night. It's tough to lay the $2, but if you want the run and a half with Atlanta, a little bit of plus money here, plus 110. And I know you and I had this conversation that sometimes people might be weary about laying the run line, but the, 
you know, chances that it falls on the one is really seldom when you look at the grand scheme of things. How would you handicap this one? Well, I'd take a look at Atlanta. Um, not a really thrilled with Drew Smiley. I've never been a big Drew Smiley guy. Crow on the other side hasn't been exceptional either. But if you like the Braves, you take a look at the run line here. I think this offense is far better than what uh, Pittsburgh's going to present. And you mentioned the pricing. It's a huge differential. So for me, especially being at SunTrust, there's an opportunity to be able to score some runs there if you are the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Pittsburgh had a nice little bit of a rally last night against St. Louis. They were down 6 nothing, ended up losing that game 8-5. to Maybe their offense can keep it going against a pitcher like Smiley. Going from Jack Blair to Drew Smiley is going to be an, obviously an offensive opportunity for this Pirates team. But I'm not going to play this game either way. Now, Mo, really quick, just speaking of the Braves, the NL East odds has the Mets as a minus 134 favorite. Atlanta, you can get it plus 275. Do you think that's worth a play in Atlanta based on what we could expect from them in terms of the future and them picking it up and what we saw their odds at preseason? Yeah, absolutely. Now, the one area of concern you have to have, Danny, is I know they're three games back in the standings, but it's misleading because they have 20 wins just like the Mets, but they have six more losses in the uh, loss column. And the Mets, remember, have only played 37. The Braves have played 43. So, in essence, the Mets could go anywhere between, uh, you know, 6-0 and to 0-6. I still would take a shot with Atlanta. They're going to have enough opportunities head-to-head against the Mets. Jacob DeGrom, if he doesn't come back uh, fully effectively this year since he's on the I.L. right now, that's an area of concern. This Mets team has not hit the ball particularly well. I think as the weather warms up a little bit, the Braves' offense will get going. So, to me, I think it's worth a shot with Atlanta. I think they're a better overall team. But can they uh, get it going in a way that really challenges the Mets? All right. I'm with you. Yeah, plus 275, kind of hard to pass up with this Atlanta team that still has so many strong pieces. So we'll see what unfolds in the NL East. Uh, before we let you go, let's talk about some AL East. Red Sox and Blue Jays. Steven Matz versus Pavetta. We see Boston catching plus 108 on the road. Toronto minus 125 with a total at 10. Any convictions with this one? Yeah, I like the... Uh... Uh, the Boston Red Sox here. Pavetta's been outstanding for Boston, but Stephen Matz, not a big fan of his. You know, you could see his struggles with the Mets when he was there. Same thing with Toronto. Now his last start, he did well against Philadelphia, but you know, outside of that, he always has a hiccup or two. The long ball is always a problem for him. He's given up a homer in four straight games. He's going to have to curtail that against this Boston team, and then he's got to be careful of walks. So I, I like Nick Pavetta and the Red Sox here as a short dog. Plus 108, some decent value with this Boston team that has been hitting and getting off to a strong start here in the 2021 MLB season. Hey, Amal, we appreciate you taking some time as always, my man. Take care. Thank you. Have a good one. At Amal Shaw 1 on Twitter, and you can catch his show, The Nuts, Monday through Friday, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern time, along with Mike Palm right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Love talking some puck and baseball with our main man, Amal. Again, looking at the Red Sox, he said, plus 108 against the Blue Jays. Now, Matt's numbers haven't been too shabby, but I kind of agree with them. Not that much confidence in the Southpaw tonight, and Boston's been a lively team this year that's been making you some money, so Boston might not be too bad of a look at plus 108. All right, let's switch it up, folks. Let's talk some football. We haven't done it in a while. Let's look at some awards way down the road, but still maybe some value this early on. Coach of the year throughout the National Football League. Which guys stand out among the others? We'll discuss next. Stick around right here on Rush Hour on Beeson Esports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boosts on your favorite teams only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams in major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. But to get a hold of the daily hometown discount, check it out, BetRivers.com. It is Rush Hour here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke doing it live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. Plenty of action going on with some playoff hockey. We got baseball and the NBA playing game to look forward to. VSIN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel joining us in 20 minutes or so. We'll get his thoughts on the game tonight, tomorrow's playing game, and further down the line of the NBA postseason. Plus, uh, next segment, actually, I'll be getting into the number of games played compared to the series, exact the prices, see if there's any discrepancies or anything worth betting. So really excited to kind of delve into that furthermore here on the program. 
But before we get into all of that, let's talk a little football here, folks. We we know we're far away from the season, but that doesn't contain our excitement and the opportunity to make some early wagers in the futures department. And one that we kind of wanted to dissect is NFL Coach of the Year. I think this is always kind of a fun one to look into. I know last season it was a popular one to discuss. But the odds currently posted at Bet Rivers have it listed like this. Kevin Stefanski, the reigning Coach of the Year, is the short shot at 13-1. to Going to be in his second season as the Browns head coach. You know, they lost in the divisional round in his first year against the Chiefs. Went 11-5 and in the regular season. Brandon Staley also at 13-1, previously the defensive coordinator for the Rams with that solid defense. It's going to be his first year as the Los Angeles Chargers head coach. Kyle Shanahan, 13-1 also to win the award. 6-10 last year with the 49ers. Uh, Brian Flores, 14-1 in his third season with the Dolphins. Sean McVay, 14-1. Frank Reich with the Colts, along with Ron Rivera with the Washington football team there at 16-1. And Sean McDermott at the bottom at 17-1. Not at the bottom, but the bottom of this list more so. So kind of just with these top guys right now, and you know, crossing off which ones and circling other ones. Kevin Stefanski, I mean, I, you know, I guess I get why he's a short shot here. He's the reigning winner of this award. But to go back-to-back -back seems kind of like a tough task. And at that short of a value, no thank you. I mean, this Browns team, again, coming off a good season last year in a tough division in the AFC North, how much higher do you think their ceiling is going to be? winning the division yeah certainly so and I do think the expectations are higher for the Browns so that's why I think he wouldn't be the guy you really want to circle out now Brandon Staley at 13-1 again not the best value per se and there is a lot of pressure in his first season but it almost tees you up better if you're in your first season with the team and I do really like this Chargers squad we've talked about this team and their outlook heading into the upcoming season so Staley is probably not a bad option. It's just if you think Justin Herbert can keep improving and do what he did last year and take the leap forward, the defense can improve. And they did have a solid draft. The schedule's not the easiest, and everybody's kind of hyping him up, so that scares me a tad bit. But I don't mind the Staley play that much. Shanahan at 13-1 seems a little perplexing to me in the sense that you already know Shanahan is an established great coach, and the 49ers are a great team. Now last season they were 6-10, and but... You knew how banged up they were. The way I see Shanahan winning is if Trey Lance goes in early and he's just an absolute monster, right? I mean, the guru that Shanahan is with quarterbacks, if Trey Lance gets implemented early and is a really solid dude, that's the way that Shanahan wins this award, along with the 49ers, of course, being good. Now, Flores, you know that we've been Dolphins fans here on the show because I have the 28-1 to ticket on them to win the Super Bowl. And I really do like this team, and I love Flores as a coach. On uh, his third season is what you're looking forward to. Last year, he's 10 and 6. I would love to save Flores for this award, but I think the Dolphins don't really have that favorable of a schedule. I could see him ending up, you know, at about 10 and 7, uh, somewhere right around there, 11 and 6. And if they don't win the division, he's not going to win the award, and it's going to be tough to get over the Bills. Sean McVay, the Rams already established. They're good. 14 to 1, not a good enough value in my mind. Matt Stafford is a new QB, already a solid quarterback, so. I don't think McVay is uh, necessarily worth just 14 to 1. But then you get Frank Wright, and then you get Ron Rivera. 16 to 1 for both of these guys, and these might be the best two options out of this list. Because Frank Wright, yes, you know that he's a solid head coach. The Colts are a solid team. But if he can get Wentz going right away, and they can win this wide open division that they have over the Titans, the other competing team, why can't it be Frank Wright? At 16 to 1, I think that's great value. And also with Rivera in an open NFC East, if Fitzmagic can make some noise with that great defense, heck, 
think Rivera could be a guy to look at too. So I would certainly look at Frank Wright and Ron Rivera at 16-1 among the rest of that list. Be interesting to see how these numbers move, but early on, those are the two guys that I think can make a splash in the award for Coach of the Year this upcoming season. All right, we're switching it back to the NBA, though, next. Let's talk about those series prices and number of games played here on Rush Hour. have a new feature right here on VEASAN. If you go to VEASAN.com, check it out because every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. You can check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge. And of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every single game. So start your next sports bet all at VEASAN.com. It is VEASAN, the sports betting network, and the show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook here at the Rivers Casino in Des Plaines, Illinois. Still got JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN senior NBA analyst coming up. He'll be talking about tonight's matchup with the Wizards and the Pacers. We'll preview the Grizzlies and the Warriors manana as well as some of those series prices and Kind of just maybe some of those game one lines, if any of them stick out to JVT, uh, JVT excuse me, early on. Now, an angle that we did touch on earlier this week were the NBA series prices, but the exact series prices, meaning if, you know, a team sweeps, what is that payout going to be if they win in five, six, et cetera. Now, the other angle that we didn't really hone in on is the number of games played in a series. And these are all kind of fascinating because as sports gambling is getting legalized and allowed in more states you're getting these different angles and opportunities to bet so it's kind of just a whole new environment for a lot of people so there are a little bit of some interesting notes and maybe some discrepancies that you know i kind of found just looking through it that i just wanted to dive into a little bit and the first one that i did actually have a play on and you know was put my math brain on for a second you know Bear with me because I only took, what, one or two math classes in college as a broadcast journalism major. But the Celtics and Nets game, or the series, stuck out to me because with their total of games played, over 4.5 is the favorite, or is, I guess the highest odds, minus 345. Under 4.5 is plus 250. Over 5.5 is plus 130. Under 5.5, minus 167. Over 6.5 is 5 to 1. And under 6.5, you're getting as a huge favorite here, minus 835. Now, the presumption here is that the Nets are going to win this series, right? I mean, they're a big favorite in general to win this series overall, but how far do you think it's going to go? How many games do you think it's going to take Brooklyn to win this? So those are the number of games played, but if you look at the exact, you know, games for Brooklyn to win it being, in my opinion, I think they're either going to sweep or win in five. So this is how I'm looking at it. I think they're either going to sweep the Celtics or they're going to win in five. Now, for them to sweep the Celtics, the payout is plus 250. If you think they win in five, meaning Brooklyn wins four to one, it's plus 175. So would you bet one of those? Would you bet both of those? Or could you just look at the under five and a half games played at minus 167? Which would be the better route to go? Now, if you're betting to win $100 on each of those, 
So you're betting to win 100, not necessarily you're betting 100. If you're betting to win 100, if you think the Nets are going to sweep, it's 100 to win 250, naturally. And if you want to win 100 on them to win in five, it's 110, you know, to win 202, just a little bit over 200. Now, if you want the under five and a half, you're laying 167 to win 100. So if the Nets, so, so the way I'm looking at this is you have the two plus prices. You can either play those two together or you can play the one being under five and a half games played. And basically the thing is here, it's worth it to do the under five and a half games played laying minus 167 instead. Because look, if the Nets sweep, then I'm making 140 bucks. Okay, now if the Nets win in five, I'm making $102. But if I'm doing the under five and a half games played and it happens, I'm still making about 100 bucks. So if it goes over five and a half games, though, if I lose this in general and I play the two plus values, you know, I'm going to be losing 43 bucks. So that's where you want to go with the under five and a half games instead. You're going to win more if they sweep, right? If that comes to fruition and they sweep, you're going to win more, 140 compared to 100. But, you know, it's going to be the same if they win in five. So you're really banking on, if you're betting the two-plus values, that it's got to be the sweep, and that's really how you're going to make more money. And if it loses all around, you're losing 167 on the single bet compared to 210 on the other one. So it's a minus $43 difference instead of potentially winning $40 more. So the play to do here is lay the minus 167 for under five and a half games because you'll lose more on betting the two bets if it gets to six games instead. You're only winning more if the Brooklyn Nets sweep. Plus, there always could be the chance, I don't think it's going to happen, but that the Celtics could be the team that wins. You just get more of a security here. I know it doesn't look appetizing to lay the minus 167, but that's what I did, and that's the play I made. So I think the Nets can sweep this or win it in five, and I did the total games played under five and a half at minus 167. So that's what I was looking at for the Brooklyn Nets and Boston Celtics series. Let's take a look at another one that I think is a little bit intriguing, being the Atlanta Hawks and the New York Knicks. Number of games played in this one, over 5.5, minus 1667. Under 4.5 is 7 to 1 odds. Over 5.5, minus $2. Under 5.5, plus 148. Over 6.5, meaning it gets to a 7-game series, is plus 195. And if you think it stays under a 7-game series, minus 275. So what stuck out to me that was pretty interesting here is looking at the over 5.5 and, and the under 6.5. And In my opinion, it, it makes more sense to play the over 5.5 at minus $2 as opposed to the under 6.5 at minus 275. In my opinion, with a series that is so neck and neck like this, it's virtually a pick em to win this series as it is. I think it's more likely a chance this series goes to seven games as opposed to this not reaching at least six. Now, that's just my opinion with this overall kind of consensus on this series had that matchup, but you factor that in and also you're paying 75 cents less on the dollar to do so. So again, I think there's a more chance that it gets to seven games in this than it does stay under five or under six. So I would lay the $2 instead of the 275. I know you're getting the more security under six and a half, but look, I, again, I, I think there's a real chance this goes to seven games rather than this not getting to six. So uh, I would look that way, and I'm not going to play it officially yet because I don't want to lay the $2 per se, but just kind of keep a note on these things when you're looking at these numbers because there are some kind of underlying factors that you may not consider right away. And another one being, how about this Mavs and Clippers matchup? If you look at the total games played for the Mavs and the Clippers, the under 4.5 is plus 520. 
Now, that would mean that someone's going to sweep, right? So if someone's going to sweep, it's plus 520. However, let's be realistic. If someone's going to sweep, it's going to be the Clippers. But if you look at the price for the Clippers to sweep when 4-0, it's only 5-1. to Now, this doesn't necessarily apply to all this series, but this one's unique because, let's be honest, if someone is going to sweep, it's going to be Los Angeles, and you're getting better odds for it to be either one of the teams. I realize the Mavericks aren't going to do it, but look, the plus 520, better value than doing the Clippers to win 4-0. So be sure to just kind of do a little bit of research on this, look at all the different betting opportunities because there are some outliers out there. But again, the one I'm playing is the Celtics and the Nets to stay under five and a half games at minus 167. We'll talk more hoops next with Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN senior NBA analyst. See if he's got any plays tonight, tomorrow, and for the rest of the postseason. Stick around. Talking that next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts available at betrivers.com. We are live out of the Bat Rivers Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois. Danny Burke, your host. It is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We're talking hoops, baby, because we got another playing game to look forward to tonight. About to get underway in about 15 minutes. The Wizards taking on the Pacers. Wizards falling victim to the Celtics. Pacers dismantling the Charlotte Hornets. However, the Pacers now catching four. Plus 138 on the money line. Minus 167 is what the Wizards are laying on the money line. Total creeping back up a little bit to 240. VEASAN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel joining us now. And JVT, what are your thoughts on this one, man? We saw it go to three and a half or rather open there with the Wizards. They're getting a little bit of love now in the spread up to four. Uh, how'd you handicap this one, my friend? Yeah, so I, I Danny, to keep it short, I, I thought Washington was going to be the side, right? Like, I think they're going to win this game. I think they're going to win. It's not saying anything crazy because they're favored. But I, I didn't want to lay three and a half. I was actually hoping the market would kind of overreact to what happened with Indiana and Charlotte and drive this to under three. Because, look, Washington, in the three games that they have played against Indiana, like, you know, three, no, straight up, two, and one against the spread, what they've done extremely well is get to the rim. Through those three games, they've taken 90 attempts within four feet of the basket, and they've shot 72% on those attempts. So, like, they're just there and doing whatever they want. And that defense isn't getting fixed anytime soon, right? Like, Miles Turner isn't coming back. Missed the last 22 games, or I should say 21 of 22 games. And over that stretch, Indiana has been the 23rd best defense in the NBA. So, that is going to be an issue in this game. But Bradley Beal, I think, clearly still is 100% healthy. You saw that when he went one for seven against the Boston Celtics. He and Davis Bertans combined, I think, to go one of 13, if I remember correctly, from beyond the arc. We got inefficient Russ Westbrook in that game, too. So it's not like the Wizards are perfect. So I do think they're going to win. I think they'll be able to have some success, especially in transition where Russ loves to get out and run at the Pacers, one of the worst transition defenses in the NBA. But I, I just don't want to lay that much. So I can kind of understand the market's thinking, but I'm just going to wait, sit back in-game. You know, the Lakers yesterday, I waited till they were down to like minus one and a half, jumped in there. And I'm going to do the same thing here with Washington. Yeah, and that's exactly how I did it with that game last night, too, because the line kind of gets into that awkward spot, and you and you favor the one side, and I'm with you here, too, with Washington. I think that's probably the best route to go, especially now that it's creeping up toward the Wizards. Wait for the kind of that in-game opportunity. Uh, what about with this total at 240? I mean, it seems like you can't put one high enough between these two teams, but it's a different environment in a playoff-type atmosphere. Is this something that – I know you don't do totals as much, so is this kind of just something you completely stick away from, or did you have some thoughts one way or the other? Well, and it's not even just a playoff setting. Remember, this is essentially a game seven, right? This is an elimination yeah. game. So we, we tend to see these types of games, as you know, in these game sevens, these elimination games, where, you know, the stupid cliche, it slows down in the postseason. Well, it slows down in game seven. You know, I'll take you back to last year. Remember that series between the Jazz and the Nuggets, how high scoring that series was? That, those games actually averaged like 95 possessions per game, but they were flying over the total because those defenses were so efficient. What happens in game seven? It just plummets. And it's an extremely low-scoring game. Every single possession matters. It's win or go home. And we see that happen even with two teams who are really poor defensively. And so that's my worry, especially with such a high total. You mentioned the two teams and what they've done. 
to this point against one another. The fact that the Wizards are 16 and 7 to the over in these, uh, I'm not good at math, where is it 23 games? Like, this has been a series and two teams to the over. But when you talk about playoff basketball in game seven, the pace really slows down. So I think that's why you saw the initial move from as high as over 240 to as low as I think it peaked at like 237 and a half, I want to say, the lowest total I saw. So I, I didn't have a really good read, but I completely understand the initial move to the under. All right, JVT, let's look ahead to the other playing game, the Warriors and the Grizzlies. Golden State opened at about three and a half. That's currently where we see them. Minus 162 on the money line at Bet Rivers, plus 135 on the buyback for Memphis. This total has already dipped from 224 to 221 and a half. Any early thoughts or reactions with this matchup? Yeah, early thought is, is Golden State. I haven't played it yet. But look, I mean, if you look at the, the games that they have played in the regular season, pretty quickly paced, but two inefficient offenses, right? Warriors only averaged 107.1 points per 100 possessions against Memphis. Memphis only got to 101 per 100. So Golden State, as we saw yesterday too, by the way, a very good defensive team, very good. And they can really hold their own against teams like Memphis, which we saw in the regular season series. The key difference here, though, is, Danny, like when you look at Memphis and what ails them defensively, if you look at them statistically, a pretty poor perimeter defense. And actually, you see a lot of their defensive philosophies tie into what Milwaukee does in the team, right? Emphasis on rim defense, drop coverage on pick and roll. They'll allow guys to get shots from the perimeter. The problem when you do that against a team like Golden State is, last time I checked, they have a pretty damn good perimeter player in Steph Curry who could really take advantage. That's why he dropped over 40 points in the regular season finale. So I don't really see that much changing. There's a reason why Memphis couldn't hold on to a 20-point lead against San Antonio. I just think that this is a matchup that plays better into the hands of Golden State. So, again, haven't played it yet. See what the market does with it. But I do think uh, I would rather be on the Warriors' side than I would be on Memphis. Yep, completely with you in that matchup as well. Certainly gravitating more toward Golden State against the Grizz, uh, rather than the Grizzlies. Uh, now, just looking further down the road with this playoff, Jake uh, JVT, you know, these series prices, I know you've talked about the Knicks and the Hawks a lot on Twitter and on the shows that you've been on, and you're leaning toward the Atlanta Hawks here. What, what's kind of your reasoning thinking that side as opposed to the Knicks in this series? Because we see it at a pick of minus 113 each way for the series price. Yeah, I mean, I, I bet it. You know, I, I laid 120 at William Hill out here in Vegas on uh, the series price. That's funny. These, these prices are varying, like, pretty much everywhere. You know, you can lay a buck 20, buck 30 with Atlanta. There's a pick over near, you know, closer to your neck of the woods on the East Coast. The influence of the bias over there. Uh, so, like, it, uh, it's at a point where whatever side you like, Danny, you should be able to get the most efficient price for you or whatever side you want to be on. Having said that, like, if you're looking at it from a match perspective, let, let's go through the three regular season games really quickly because New York won all of them. But Lloyd Pierce was the coach for two of them. Both of Bogdanovich didn't play two of them. Trey Young, they're in control, up eight points late third quarter. Actually, at the end of the third quarter, he injures his ankle, they lose it overtime. Right? And no Gallinari didn't play in two of those games. So, like, there is something to be said that this Hawks team who has dealt with injuries all year long is nowhere near full strength in any of the three games that they played against the New York Knicks. And I wrote about this this week in Point Spread Weekly. What has consistently been following New York around is luck, for lack of a better term. Still at the top of the league in terms of frequency of wide-open attempts allowed, but still at the top of the league in terms of shooting percentage allowed on those. So, in other words, they're giving up wide-open looks. Opponents just aren't hitting them. And in a best-of-seven series, Danny, where you're playing the same opponent every single night, if you're giving up the same open looks, they're going to be able to take advantage of that. And I think Atlanta's got the personnel to do it. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning toward Atlanta, too. I mean, nothing that I played because I just, you know, I'm right in the middle, but something's telling me to lean a little bit more toward the Hawks. 
Uh, anything else with these series prices that stuck out to you? I mean, the Nuggets and Trailblazers has been one that I keep hearing back and forth on. Either that one or any other ones that you played on or were kind of close to pulling the trigger on? So I think from a price perspective, there was some value, and it's still up last time I checked like an hour ago, at uh, Denver plus 112, and that was at Circa. So I bet a little bit on Denver to win that series against Portland. Because, look, there is a trade-off, right? Portland has the advantage of the backcourt, given all the injuries with the Denver Nuggets. But you know who's got a much better frontcourt? It's Denver, right? Like, this is a poor interior defense for Portland. They actually have no interior presence offensively or defensively. Bottom 20s in terms of frequencies of attempts at the rim offensively. Bottom 20s in terms of shooting percentage at the rim. It's just a perimeter-oriented team that is reliant on three-point shooting. And I just don't like teams that are built like that. You know, you've got to have some sort of presence in terms of attacking the rim, especially against a team like Denver, who in the past has not been good. And then you look at that front court trio, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Nikola Jokic, all in the four together, Danny, offensive rating of 122, net rating of well over six, I think it's like 13, if I remember correctly. Like, this is a team that I think should be able to take advantage of some of the weaknesses Portland has. So I get all the shortcomings for Denver, but a lot of it has to do with health. I expect Will Barton back at some point in this series. I think there's some value if you can get like a plus 112 on Denver, which is available at Circuit here in Las Vegas. That's the thing. Like, a, a part of me wants to go with the Trailblazers, but if you're getting plus money with Denver, it's kind of hard to look the other way on that. So I get your thought process there and, and certainly see which angle you're going at. Uh, really quick, JVT, we got about two minutes. Any game one lines that you've looked far ahead enough to look at and maybe play for uh, this weekend? You know, I, I am, I'm not going to lie. So I haven't bet this one yet either. I was tempted, and I haven't looked for an hour or so. But, but Milwaukee minus five, like, you know, I, I've been pretty clear about, like, my disdain for Milwaukee, right? But I, I think we're seeing a little too much in Miami from last year. We, we need to remember that Miami last year, while they were a very good defensive team, they were a top-ten team in terms of offensive efficiency. They were the second-best shooting team in the NBA last year. They're not that this year, right? They went on a nice 10-12 game stretch near the end of the season. Second half of the year, they've been very like, a lot better offensively, but the shooting has still been inconsistent. And sure, last 10 games, 39% shooting. Are we going to trust the short sample size or are we going to trust the larger sample size that this team still hasn't found the ability to shoot the ball? That was such a big weapon for them outside of the way they guarded Giannis, and I just don't know if they have it. So the market is driven at five. I want to see where it goes, but the more I look at that series, I, I think we're looking too much as, hey, Miami from last year, as opposed to looking at Miami this year. I don't think Milwaukee's a threat to the big picture. I, I just don't know if I like Miami in this series. Yeah, and five is where we're seeing it at right now, so it could be a good opportunity to get a little bit of value relatively with this Milwaukee team against Miami. Hey, JVT, my man, appreciate you taking some time. Good luck with that in-game angle tonight with the Wizards, and we'll hope for a dub for the both of us, my man. Take care. All right, bud. Thank you. At me, JVT, is where you can follow him on Twitter, host of the Hardwood Handicappers, which is available all at vcent.com slash subscribe. Love talking some hoops with Jonathan Von Tobel. Again, uh, looking at that, again, Milwaukee minus five. You might be right. I know I've said there may be some value with Miami, but at the end of the day, this line could be coming down a little bit too low. Could take advantage with the box. But as for tonight, folks, uh, we're seeing the Wizards as a four-point favorite. Personally, we're still sweating out the Pacers to miss the playoffs, the no plus 260, so we're hoping for a Wizards dub here, and I'm completely with JVT. The route I'm going to be taking, hopefully you get a little bit better number with Washington early on, and then look to bet the Wizards in-game straight up. Let's get ourselves a dub with Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, and company. Best of luck, as always, if you tail. Tomorrow, we still got the other playing game to look forward to, and more postseason hockey, and some Major League Baseball plays. So plenty more to get to here on Rush Hour. We'll catch you in 24 hours on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Take care.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.